0: Here's Pastor Scott. I'm to share with you this morning, and I hope that you are ready to receive the word of the Lord. In Proverbs 29, 18, I'm going to read that verse of Scripture, and then I'm going to pray. Uh, I, I just want to tell you this. Get it off my chest. The Bible says if you confess your faults to one another and pray for one another, you will be healed. You ought to talk to somebody that you care about, about what you're going through. Uh, and then you pray for them. It, it's, it's just like me and Mr. C. Uh, me and Mr. C have had good conversations. Uh, we serve the same God. Um, we, we, we're close to the same age. Uh, been around for a long time, been in in, in ministry for a long time. If I, if I share something with him, but then I pray for him, God's going to boomerang a healing back on me. This is what the Bible says in James. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, everything that is going on in America has just been wearing me down. And, I, and so I ask you to pray for me, for our country in that regard. Uh, when people accentuate the negative, even the most positive person's mind, can, can, and begin to see the negative. But I, I've come to realize uh, and to remind myself that no matter what the news is saying and no matter what's happening all around the world, we still have a good God that deserves us to be joyful and to praise Him and to be thankful for everything that we have. So let's, let's, let's truly do this. Let's, 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 let's make an agreement today that, that we'll love each other, that we'll pray for each other, that we'll be Christian people. Uh, that we'll be thankful for the church that God has given us and allows us to come uh, and impact the community and to exalt his name. In Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, if you have your Bible, you can turn there. Um, not not, uh, not going to be in that verse long, but that, that's our opening text. And I want you to listen, follow along today. Do your best to believe that God wants to speak to you. In Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. The scripture says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off constraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. I want to speak to you this morning from a sermon title, Let's Get Happy. Amen. Pray with me. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for joy. I thank you for true happiness. God, I pray now in Jesus' name that you'd anoint me to say what you'd have me to say. God, I pray you'd take this pain from my body. And use me as your voice now in this time. Thank you, God, for each person who's come today. I pray that you'd teach us what you'd have us to know. By your spirit, from your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'm I'm sure you know it's 4th of July weekend. Love these these exaggerated, drawn-out holidays. It's like I've met some people, only women. Never met a man that did this. If you're a man that did it, I'm not mad at you. But I've met some women in my life that don't just take a birthday. And don't they do it? Don't they do it? A whole it's, it's my birthday month. Why can't it be your birthday year? I mean, you just want to be. You, you, some of the women are like, you know, I like that plan right now already. Just We just knock me right on off every day. Just a, a, a gift and a cake. Let's get it. Uh, but these holidays, you know, like, like Thanksgiving, when, when most of us were kids, we had school on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and then Thanksgiving was Thursday, and, you know, everybody was fat and hungover, so they didn't go back to school on Friday, we pick right back up on Monday. Now, no, they don't go to school on Wednesday, they can't even go to school on Tuesday or Monday, they take the whole week off for a one-day holiday. I'm like, okay, I, I see how we're going with this thing. We, we just don't have holiday. We don't have holiday anymore. We have holiday weekends and, and three- and four-day weekends and, and, and holiday weeks. It's, it's like a woman trying to have a birthday month. But you know it's the 4th of July holiday weekend. America just celebrated its 244th birthday and I want to tell you something, America. Hear me good, has problems. America started with problems. America started in rebellion against a country that provided for them. Uh, and, and it was launched. They call it in independence. Uh, but you know that's like your son at fifteen years old stealing your car, moving out, saying, I, I just want my independence. No, you're just rebelling. Um, but, um, so America started with with, with with slavery. And here here's the thing, please somebody read a book, please somebody do some research, please somebody do, do, do something other than just let your emotions wind you up. Please stop thinking that America invented slavery Every society has had slaves in it from the beginning of time. Please stop thinking America is the only place living on stolen land that we don't own and got no right to. Please understand that every nation, village, and tribe conquered another village and took control of that land and enslaved the people on whom they they, they took over. Please stop thinking that the only people that, that the colonials Uh, oppressed uh, into uh, massive hardship uh, were, were, were slaves of African descent. Look at what happened to the Irish, the Indians, and the Chinese that came to America. Uh, and and, and were forced to work for no money Uh, uh, but problems problems the deeper you dig the more problems you uncover but I stand here today flat-footed having been born in this country and lived most of my life in this country blessed to travel in and out of this country to gain some perspective and to realize without a doubt unashamedly I will tell you Unequivocally, I make this statement. There is no other option, and there is no real argument to this truth. America is the greatest country in the whole wide world. Had, 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 had my son messed up and listened to his daddy too much, I showed him a meme that I liked a whole lot. I shared it with the staff this week uh, this morning, I, I thought it was fantastic. Somebody put up a picture on, on their social media, had a big American flag, had a bunch of veterans standing underneath it, uh, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and on it, it said, America is so America's a great country. America is so great, even those who hate it refuse to leave. Ain't that right? So my son wanted to be his daddy's boy. He posted that on his social media. And, and, and somebody has been friends with him, because uh, my kids, we, we live in an interracial community. They, they go to the most mixed school. There's no 50% majority at Oak Leaf High School. It's, it's, the white people there are like 40, 45%. Um, they grow, grow up in a multiracial church, grow up in a multiracial community. Uh, somebody a uh, 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 person of color uh, attacked that as he's a racist. Um, and I'm like, okay, so now America's not a great country. If you don't think America's so great that the haters won't leave, you, you're not paying attention. Because I'm going to tell you what, once Burger King got nasty, I was a Burger King man my whole life. I didn't like when, when my kids were little, and, and, and their mama wanted to take them to McDonald's so they could have that little Happy Meal and that toy. I'm like, I can't stand eating here at McDonald's. This mush meat they're serving, I need a whopper. I need a beef whopper. I, this, this whole two-all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Listen. Two mushy burgers with some thousand-island dressing dripped on it ain't a hamburger. So You know, I was a Burger King man, and we were down. I mean, we were down for Burger King hard, my kids, growing up. We wasn't trying to get inside no McDonald's, not trying to do it. Uh, Always had good fries. Oh, yeah. But you can't compare that Burger Patty. And so, Burger King guy. But once Burger King got so raggedy, once they, oh, we were, I was so excited, man, they opened up a Burger King in Oakleaf Town Center. I'm like, McDonald's is out. It's over, guys. You'll never see me up in that McDonald's again eating that slop. Uh, we are Burger King. We will be getting that whopper. And we ate there once, and it was so horrible. The service was so bad. The attitude was so bad. The place was so filthy. I thought, okay, well, I don't know if I can come back here. But, you know, I'm a creature of habit. We tried it a couple months later. Exact same experience. I said, that's it. We're McDonald's people. (laughs) Tell you something. I, I, I say this before God with a microphone in my hand. If America ever got to the place where I hated its guts, where if I had to stay online all day long talking about how much I hate America, how horrible America is, how America ain't no good of a country, how America ain't done nothing right ever in the history of its life. Uh, listen, I, I got a passport. And if I didn't have a passport, you can go get one uh, at, at the government office for, for little to nothing and rise up and get We had somebody, and they may be in this room right now. It's the only reason I bring it up because I feel led of the Lord to bring it up. A month ago, some hateful, sneaky, conniving, God-hating, troublemaking, backstabbing, lying person sent a message to the back office of the Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Facebook page. And if you know this liar, you let me know who they are because I'd love to buy them lunch. They asked the church. They put a screenshot of a Twitter that I put up over two years ago to a pastor friend of mine who was complaining. To a pastor friend of mine who was breaking my heart because he used to preach Jesus, but now all he preaches is African uh, American uh, theology or African theology, and uh, and you know he got his whole church. I ain't mad at you. You want to come wearing, wear, you know. Orange, red, green, blue, yellow, purple, and pink hats, and uh, what you call them? get that too? Hey, looks comfortable to me. I've always said I should go ecclesiastic and wear a robe. Sometimes these pants pitch me in the wrong spot, and it don't look good for me to grab and fix stuff while y'all staring at me. <laughs> but I envy women wearing dresses. You got, you know, airspace to braces, uh, you know. So I wear what you want to wear. But he just got up and started bashing America. And I finally, I, finally, I, I went online and I told him, I said, we sat beside each other in class every year for 10 years. You, you were one of the most Jesus-preaching, gospel-preaching people I know. Now, every week all I hear uh, about you, be, you you beating on the same issue. What's going on? And he just launched into America, launched into America hard, and I wrote. And, and I called him out by name. I said, Pat, if you hate America so much, you got money. Move. Go somewhere else. For that, I got unfriended and blocked after a 20-year friendship. So back to the lesson at hand. About a month ago, somebody finds that Twitter account from over two years ago, copies the link, screenshots, and it says I copied the link and screenshot, sent this to the church uh, page, a Facebook page, back office. Uh, thank God he put it on the back office because I'd have had to really light them up if they had to put it on the front, front page. Uh, I don't read that stuff. I don't even have the password to that stuff. Uh, this is not a church where the pastor runs everything and does everything. My job, according to Acts, is to give myself to prayer and study of the word to labor hard in word and in doctrine, to find out what God wants me to say, to cast vision, provide overall leadership. I'm not not setting up Facebook pages for the church. Uh, And this guy posts that, and and he says, does your church support the hateful, racist views of this so-called pastor, Scott Becker? I told a friend of mine on my Twitter account, If you hate America so much, you got money, just leave. Now, in that, because somebody must have told him or he heard somebody told somebody, uh, did did anybody hear in what I just said, a racist tell a person of color to go back to Africa? Not what I said at all. I figured Jamaica. (laughs) It's what I had in my mind. And so they asked that. And Dina calls me. It's like, oh, we got trouble on the Facebook page. And I said, you know, what's what? And she said, well, blah, 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 blah. And it, it, it looks pretty aggressive towards you and our church. What do you want me to do? I said, well, take this dictation down. Say this and this and that and that. And Dina's like, Pastor, I don't believe we should say that. <laughs> I said, what do you think we should say? She said, I believe we should just let it go and let God handle it right and I thank God for surre- and so do you know what I did see if I was if, if I was the crazy over the top folk that some people think I am I'd have just said who's the pastor do what I say but now I'm like that's wisdom I appreciate that let's just leave it alone so left it alone my man I get a call week and a half later Dina calls me on the phone pastor this was this guy I don't want to leave it alone He's back on there now calling us cowards, afraid to respond, and I guess he'll just have to take it to the news media. You're going to take my personal Twitter account to the news media where I tell somebody if you don't like America, go somewhere else? Uh, So he asked again, does this pastor speak for the church? Does your church espouse the racist views of this pastor? She said, I don't even know what to do right now. Uh, I told my kids about it. They laughed. They said, that's a fake, Dad. Uh, He's going to take it to the newspapers. Nobody reads newspapers. Let him go ahead. (laughs) So I I said, no, I'll deal with it. I didn't even have the password. I didn't even know how to get on. I wasn't even an administrator on the account. Uh, Some of these pastors, you know, they, they just think it's their church. This ain't my church. It's the Lord's church. So she had to send me the password to the account, make me an administrator so I could respi- respond to this nut job, who had no face uh, on his uh, you know, Twitter account, just had a picture of something, uh, some, some uh, cartoon icon. And that made sense. And so I responded, and I told him, my name is Pastor Scott Becker. I see that you have questions about what I said on, on my Twitter account. I said, let me say this for you clearly. My Twitter account is my personal Twitter account. I speak only for me, and I stand by every word that I said. I welcome your differing opinion. Call me, and I left him his phone number. Of course, Coward's not going to call you. But the, 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 the meme, nonetheless, uh, that now now two, three years after, how, how you dig up a tweet, this guy's claiming to live in California. I believe they're either sitting in this chair now, uh, in this room, or sat in this room at some time in the past, or just going through every pastor's Twitter feed for decades trying to find something they, that they can cause trouble on. But I stand flat-footed, and I'll tell you again, I believe that meme that just caused my son to lose a friend that he's had for almost a decade is still true. America is so great as a country that even those who hate us are not willing to leave. (laughs) Not without problem. Not without problem. We 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 need to continue to push for change. We need to continue to push for 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 betterment. Uh, we need to we need to push for police reform. We need to push for economic reform. We need to push to where every person in this treated in this country is treated Equally. But I want to tell you something. Equality of opportunity does not mean equality of outcome. That's a lot of words everybody doesn't understand. Uh, uh, Let me put it to you this way. If Deacon Dixon called us all over to his gymnasium or went to Elder Jimmy's gym and they put a bunch of weight on the bench press, and, and and they said, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give everybody an equal opportunity to bench press this weight. Can you get 275? Can you get 275? Yeah. Well, well let's move over on this side of the room. You will get it by next week, won't you? Last birthday he's been aching and moaning He's, hey, he, he's, he's working hard up here at this food and clothing ministry. Come join him sometime. So I'm taking it up for you, Deke. Uh, and I know you do. Could you get 275? Okay. Now, so if we say, okay, equal opportunity, same weight, same room, same temperature in the room, same floor, same ceiling, same windows. Could she get 275? Could you bench press 275 pounds? Is that because it's unfair and because of the patriarchy and the misogyny and the xenophobia and the racism that he can do it and you can't do it because life's not fair? Or do you both have an equal opportunity to do it and he just has a better outcome? It's it's equal opportunity, but it's never going to be an equal outcome. I' give it to you a different way. If me and your same boat line up at the starting line, and we're going to run 100 you same boat fastest man on the planet, by the way, for those of y'all that don't know. Uh, me and your same boat line up on a 100-yard dash, and they say, we're going to give y'all an equal opportunity. Neither one of y'all can run until the starting gun sounds. No head starts. No, you can't jump the gun. Uh, you, you, get, you, you both get your own lane. The lane's exactly the same size. It's a straight line, so there's no curves to take advantage of. Total, is, is that an equal opportunity? Yeah. Same starting line, same finish line, same distance. Start at the gun, cross the tape, the winner's the winner. We have an equal opportunity, but we will not have an equal outcome. And there are people in this country that are lying to the point where they're saying America is so unfair. It's not equal because the outcome isn't equal listen America wants all of us to be some of these far extremists want everyone in this room to be able to line up on a track with Usain Bolt run side by side with him all finish together at the same time and all get the same gold medal that's called socialism and America wasn't built on socialism but we have an extreme movement right now trying to subvert our country and, and take from us by telling us that the only way America can be equal is if everybody has all the same things. And, and Nancy never gonna be able to bench press 275. He ain't gonna be able to bench press 275 much longer if he could get it now. Deacon Dixon don't believe he can get it now. They're gonna have to go home and prove this out. <laughs> America has issues. And some people, listen, I I heard somebody say it ain't right for one person to have all that and another person to to have less. And and it's not if everything, Mr. C has got more stuff than a lot of people in this room. And if all that was handed to you and you stole it and you took it and, 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 and you cheated to get it, then, then that's not right. But but if you worked harder for your stuff than I worked for mine and you got more than me, then, then that's fair. That's equal opportunity. We're never going to have equal outcomes. So do not be perverted in your mind. America never promised an equal outcome. God's Word doesn't promise an equal outcome. God, God didn't even really uh, start with what looked to be an equal opportunity. What did he do? He gave one man 10 talents. Gave another one five. Gave another one one. And then when it was all said and done, the man that was 10 doubled. He said, you did a great job. We're going to give you more. The man that did five doubled. He's like, you did a great job. Just as good as the first man. Same return. You, 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 you get more. The man that got one didn't make any on it. And, and, and here, here's what the far-extreme socialist pushing agenda in America today would say. Well, there's 16 coins and three people. They should all get five coins apiece because that's the only way to be equal. And you take the fifth coin and you give it to a drug addict around the street so they can buy, you know, better quality drugs and clean needles. But that's not what God did. God gave them all an opportunity to go do something with what they had. And the ones that did something with what they had were blessed. And the ones who didn't do something with what they had, had even the gods who said, take even from him what he has and give it to the one with the ten. Don't ever believe that Christianity is a socialist religion. It is not. God said, work hard and you'll be blessed. All right? So, moral of that story is you see somebody bashing me on Twitter, please catch their name, because if it's this guy pretending to be from Los Angeles, California, which I don't believe he is, because he's hiding his name, his identity, and he has no friends. Here's a little news flash for you guys. And I delete these almost every day. If you have a really attractive looking woman on a picture, send you a friend request, and she has one picture on her Facebook, and no timeline, no other friends, nobody commenting on her picture, that's a scam. If you, no, man, I think she's on me. Trust me, she ain't. It's a, <laughs> don't, don't, don't buy, don't, don't buy into the madness. Don't buy into the madness. America celebrating 244 years. I think, I think we've got a great country. If you disagree, I tell you what, I love what, I saw what Herschel Walker said. I found out this week, Herschel Walker, who, who was a hero to me. I love me some Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker's best built man I ever lived. Herschel Walker, at over 50 years old, decided he wanted to get into Octagon, try his hand at MMA, uh, which is not a wise move for most people. But Herschel had been doing martial arts his whole life. He got in there, fought twice, won both times. You don't want to mess with Herschel Walker, even in his 50s. Uh, But Herschel Walker has a deal with American Airlines United and Delta at at a discount deal, and he has already said anybody who hates this great country so much uh, that you want to move out of it, and 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 he just made an addendum he's had this deal for a long time he made an addendum to it this week he said especially if you want to defund the police he said i have a discount deal with these major airlines i will pay for you to go to a country outside of america that does not have police as long as you agree to stay there for at least six months You, been, you, 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 you guys have been some places. You, you girls been some places. Y'all, some of y'all military. Some of y'all travel. You've been, out, you been outside the country. Uh, you, you think anybody living in this America with clean running water and cable TV, uh, roof over their head, <laughs> and, 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 a, and a gas station on every corner? You, you really think they want to just rise up and uh, check out India, Nicaragua, Liberia? You really want to ease up into one of these countries, Pakistan? We are being besieged by people who want to tear our nation apart. It, it, it is just wild to me. We got these rioters uh, out there tearing down. Listen, I understand you're mad at a statue uh, of, 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 of a man who, who was on the wrong side of justice. You want to tear that statue down? I understand that. But we have a democratic process we could do that by, not just deface government property. Um, You know, it's going to get done. Uh, But why are you tearing down Ulysses Grant? He fought on the north. They didn't know who he was. These people don't read books. They're just like, ah, statue, let's burn it. Why are you tearing down Abraham Lincoln? Greatest president in American history. Maybe. Tearing that down. Why are you tearing down George Washington? Just, just off the chain, just want to do destruction. We got people undermining, because, and, here, and here's the whole agenda, socialism. So, so I, wanna, I want you to hear my word, and I'm going to get back into this text. If the far-left progressive socialist movement takes control of this country, every one of us, good news for homeless people, Good news for people living in shacks. Everybody in this country will be living in an 800-square-foot metal Quonset hut built by the government in rows connected to each other with no yards, no space, and everybody will have the exact same thing. Now, if you're like, and let me tell you who that appeals to. Somebody who's got nothing that wants you to give up everything you have to go live in that Quentin hut with no air conditioning. I say all that to say this. America, I hope, will continue to strive for what is said in the preamble of the Constitution, that there will be a continuous effort to form a more perfect union, to form a more perfect union. People saying we've made no progress, do shame to the people that came before us. So America is still America. America America's still a great country. You'd never convince me otherwise because I've been around the world. Problem filled, problem laden, but I don't believe it's as bad as what Fox News wants the world to think it is. I don't believe it's as divided as what CNN wants the world to think it is. I don't think every person uh, of color hates a person of the opposite color. I believe we can testify to that in this room alone. And God wants us to love everybody. And if you can't love people that you see, you can't love a God that you can't see. So you better let go of your political hatred. You better let go of your racial hatred. You better let go of the divisive things that will cause you to look side-eyed at another human being. This is the word of the Lord. Don't let the media rip you apart. Let's get into this text. Proverbs 29:18. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off constraint. Okay? So we see where there is no revelation comma. Always pay attention to the punctuation, pause on the punctuation. Consider what there is said. Where there is no revelation, comma. So if the Bible, and it does, where the Bible says, if there is, uh, where there is no revelation, what can we know just from that phrase? That there, some places there is what? And some places there is not what? So where there is no revelation, because there are some places that have revelation. Now, this is probably one of the most uh, miscontextualized verses in all of Scripture because in the King James it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. That's that verse in the King James that you've heard a uh, lot about for, for, forever in church. Where, where there is no vision, the people perish. But that word vision doesn't mean v- uh, vision like we think of vision Today, this where where there is the, the actual Hebrew word means oracle, where there's no oracle or revelator, where there's nobody standing up speaking what God says, the people cast off constraint. We're living in a world right now where people are stand up, we're scared to stand up and say what God says. Because they don't want to be labeled a bigot. We're living in a world right now where people are scared to stand up and say what God says. And I'm going to tell you this. Y'all know if I'd quit doing about five things, both sides of this church would be more full. But God didn't call me into ministry almost 40 years ago to placate emotion and, and, and to pander to the feelings of the people in the pew. He he called me to speak the truth and to declare his word. And I will continue as long as God gives me breath. If there's five of us in here, I'm going to continue to make sure that this is not that place. This church will never be a place where there is no revelation. Because that phrase is talking about an oracle who speaks on God's behalf to tell people the truth. And the truth's not always easy. The Bible says that the truth is a rock of offense on a stumbling block. You'd be better to fall on it be bruised by it than to have it fall on you and be crushed by it. One day soon, one day soon, they will come after our Bibles. Hear me well. They will come after our... They're removing every history book in America right now that mentions anything about slavery. Okay. Slavery should have never been glorified, looked over, or glossed over. But I'm going to tell you what. You, you start burning books, you've entered into Nazism. You start burning books, you, you, you start trying to, 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 to wash over... History, you, you 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 become to cause the problem to be worse. And when when the final straw is broken, man, I've seen some books. My kids have brought some books from Clay County School Homes. Uh, one of my kids had a book one time. Lesbian teacher sent home a book uh, to explain why the homosexual movement is better than the heterosexual movement. And, and and I called the principal. I'm like, well, what you got my kids reading up here? And they're like, that book's being used in schools across the world. To create tolerance for the LGBTQ community. I'm like, I'm all down for tolerance, but this ain't tolerant. This, this ain't tolerant. This ain't saying that we all should love each other. This is saying that this is why this lifestyle is better than this lifestyle. And I'm like, no, that ain't it. Fail my kid on that. We ain't doing that, we ain't doing that project. Take that F. And so this is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. The indoctrination indoctrination if, if, if a book in a school system do, doesn't seem to pander to every religion to every sexual orientation to every ethnic group to everyone's uh feel good bu- bubble sensation then they're taking it off the shelf hear me well this is the agenda of the far left not equality They want to take the American way of life, and the ultimate goal is they want to take our Bible. And it'd be easy. Man, they elect me right now, president of any of these far extremist groups. And listen, stop saying, please stop saying this is a Republican Democrat thing. Democrats are not for destroying the Western family. They're not. Democrats are not for tearing America apart. They are not. Democrats are not for just wiping out um, our nation and and ruining this country. This is a far group, extremist bunch of people um, that that have veered off into a world of their own, and and they are demanding. If you don't say it exactly like I said, we cancel you. They call it cancel culture. You're going to lose your job. You're going to get fired. You're not allowed to do that. You can't put that book in school. You can't read that. This professor can't teach that. Listen, there is one book that stands above all. It's the Bible. And this book that stands above all is the least inclusive book that has ever been written. It says there's only one way. It says everybody who don't come through Jesus is a thief and a liar and will burn in hell forever. How long do you think it's going to be before somebody sponsors a bill to say that the Bible is too non-inclusive, it's too discriminatory toward the LGBT community, it's got the word slave in it? How long do you think it's going to be before the government says, now we got to get rid of that? You think that's a stretch? You think that's a reach? You don't see that coming? You better open your eyes. There's going to be revelation in, in the earth because there are revelators who are not scared to tell the truth. But the Bible says where there is no revelation, where there's no oracle, where there's no one speaking for what the truth is, the people cast off constraint. Now, you can see this right now. You, you go, go to somebody's home. Now, you go to, uh, you go to Elder Jimmy's home. Uh, when, when he had his son living there, oh, there, there was clear revelation right there. I mean, how, how, how many times did, did did Andrew just just bring 200 people into your house, throw a house party, litter, litter your house up with drugs and alcohol, and break up all your furniture? That didn't happen. Why? Is he he's perfect? He's just never done anything wrong. Then, then, then why didn't he do that in your house? And he knew better because you had clearly revelated to him. You had spoken up for the truth of what will and will not happen. You see this in children's lives. If children aren't taught and told what to, they just, they just, run. One, one version where instead of saying the people cast off constraint, it says the people run wild. And that's what happens. When people stop believing in truth when people stop believing that they are bound to to the Word of God, when people stop believing that they have to keep the truth, they just throw off constraint and act crazy. We're seeing this in our young generation right now. When I was young and and, and my grandmother was on the planet, you didn't sass no grown person in front of my grandmother. There was revelation in grandmama's house and a backhand. And and, and that it had already been revealed to us that the backhand was there. And and there wasn't no, I ain't gonna respect you because you ain't respect. No, no 12 year old telling no 50 year old grown woman that. Now you see these kids arguing with their parents, threatening to swing on their parents, telling their parents, I wish you would, I call the police. Now, number one, my first thing I'd say, I'd say, I'll tell you what, hand me your phone. Hand me your phone. You won't call the police? Let me see you. And, and then I'll break your phone. Now, what you going to call? You ain't got nothing. <laughs> People run wild when, when they're not told the truth, when they're not bound to the truth. But what I want us to see this morning, and, and here's where we get into it, so wake back up. But, but. Tell, tell, tell us again. Sergeant Major sing the song for us. You don't have to sing it. But what the conjunction? What's your function? function? Now give us the part that it says. Do what? Y'all let uh, it. See? You, you do, uh, this, this, this is hooking us together right here. There, 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 there's this half. That doesn't have anybody telling them the truth, so they're just running wild. I want to tell you something. To all these people, I am in love. Daniels ain't running again. Okay. Um, but we're going to have to talk because I want your advice. Because uh, I, I like that girl uh, that, that, that you told me about. Uh, and, and, and if you say to vote for her, I'm going to vote for her. Uh, but he put out a commercial that I, that, that I liked. He told he all, all of them, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, any lawbreaker you want to come to Clay County and think you're going to take over our city and burn our businesses down, you thought wrong. And he told him, you, you want to come have a protest? Have a protest. But the minute you step outside the law, we will come down on you with such force that you will not be able to withstand. And then he said, and if you outnumber us, As the duly elected sheriff of Clay County, Florida, I will deputize every concealed carry member, lawful gun owner in Clay County, and they will stand with us, and we will run you back out to where you came from. I thought, well, there's revelation in Clay County. Come here and try that. Oh, I was telling you all about Herschel, one of the reasons why Herschel upped his up to up, up his stock in my life, Herschel came out not only telling me fly you out of the country and let you go live somewhere where they don't have police, but Herschel said this, disagree with him if you want to. Call him. Back off his hate. Jump on him. Get off me for a minute. Her, Herschel said that he is a strong believer in public protest or in peaceful protest. He said, but peaceful protests don't happen after midnight at night while people are out there making a whole bunch of noise screaming at folks. Did mom and daddy didn't tell you get in the house before midnight? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if mom and daddy didn't tell you, didn't Richard Pryor tell you? Don't nothing happen to 1130. 30. Y'all don't remember that? If, if if Richard Pryor didn't tell you, didn't Rick James tell you? What? The freaks come out at night. We got all this revelation. But we still got good people. I see good people showing up out there midnight, one, two, three o'clock in the morning. Listen, that ain't, that ain't on the right side of law. Number one, violating curfew. But anyway, let me keep going. Get into this text. But happy is he who keeps the law. I believe that this is one of the least believed portions of Scripture. In all of the Bible, 1189 chapters in the Bible. I believe this is one of the least believed verses in all of the Bible. Happy is he who keeps the. Let's just take a poll. Anybody think a seven year old kid feels like their best way to be happy is to keep all the rules mom and daddy put on them? They should, but do you think most, you, you think, you think most seven, eight year old kids, are, are happy when mama says you can't hang out with your friend no more because they ain't no good? You think but they're happy when mama says don't, t- don't touch them cookies till after dinner? You, you think they're happy when mama says turn your TV off, brush your teeth, and go to bed? No. No. Why? Because they are young and naive and they do not understand what mama is trying to tell them is for her, their benefit. And we need to understand when the Bible says happy is he who keeps the law. Is this right or wrong? This is true. God said the way we will be happy is by keeping the law. We're a Bible church. We, 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 we dedicate ourselves to understanding the truth of God as revealed through his word. If God says happy are the people who keep the law? Guess what's gonna happen for people who don't keep the law? They ain't gonna be happy. They ain't gonna be, let, let me tell you something. Before you do this, con- consider the reality it's summer months. Care what part of America you're in, it's the summer. Before you decide to leave where you're at, quit your job. Don't worry about packing a towel, a toothbrush, or, or some toothpaste because they don't care about it. In these chop zones, before you go live with a bunch of hippies and uh, in, in sleeping in a tent on the street, not bathing for weeks at a time, breaking the law on a regular basis, I want to prophesy to you today. Them people ain't happy. They're not happy. They're not happy. You say, well, I'm not happy living in my home, getting up, working hard every day for nothing. Well, if you're working hard every day for nothing, I, I, I want to, I you know, get equal opportunity involved. I want to get labor law involved on your company because nobody should be working you for nothing. Let's keep it honest. The Bible says happy is he who keeps the law. I want you to consider this morning briefly. Based on what you see in front of you, the written word of God, what is a guarantee? way? for us to be happy keep the law keep the law keep the law y'all know the stand i took on the coronavirus i thank god still to this minute not one person in our church has ever tested positive they test po- Key, elder keon half dozen more times because of the job that he has they keep testing him he's the most faithful man you can find he's here every time the doors open uh working around people with with covid 19, uh, protection of God just on his life. Not one person in his church. You, you, you know the stand I took? It was unpopular. Uh, and, and, and I told you then, and I'll tell you now, I didn't take that stand to break the law. I don't believe in breaking the law. I don't believe in breaking the law at all. I believe in keeping the law until the law contradicts the written word of God. When the law contradicts the written word of God, God commands us to gather together on the first day of the week and to celebrate resurrection. And it don't give me an excuse against it. Now, so I think about the people in California, because even though California uh, is the land of fruits and nuts, (laughs) there's some good people there. Good people and bad people everywhere. And they got a real choice to make right now. Because not only did their governor tell them they couldn't meet in groups bigger than 10, imagine going to a 5,000 member church and having 10 people in that room. Now they've loosened that up to 25% capacity. Imagine having a 10,000 seat sanctuary and and only only being able to put a couple thousand people in there. It looked like tumbleweed blowing through there. But now they just passed, anybody see that law of California governor put into effect this week? No singing in churches in the state of California. They got every church in the state of California right now, they got a temperature check you before you come in. They got hand sanitizer at the doorway. You got to hand sanitize. You got a temperature check. You got to have a mask on. These are good, uh, what do you call them? Protective measures. These are, thank you. These are good protective measures. How much further how much further can you go? You temperature check wrong. Listen, they're not. 100.0, you can't come into church. I know people who run 100 on a regular. They just Some people have, have a high temperature. Some people have a low temperature. There's some people that run 100. There's some people that run 95. And, but all these protective measures in place, limited crowd seating, and now they can't go to church or they can't sing in church. Because the governor said too many tests have shown that if you speak loudly, which is what singing is, that you become a super spreader because you broadcast your voice and uh, you're a super spreader at that point. It would be too dangerous and, you know, you'd, you'd be killing folk. They were all wearing a mask. They've all been temperature checked. They all sanitized their hands coming in the doorway. And here's, here, here, here's, here's, here's the wild side. This is the same governor who told everybody to get out and march into protest, shoulder to shoulder, screaming at the top of your lungs, say his name. So I was thinking about the singing at Abundant Life. And I was thinking, because I watched the protest, and I watched the loud, I mean, veins bulging, screaming. I'm thinking, I ain't never seen nobody singing that loud at Abundant Life. I ain't never seen nobody. (laughs) What what church you been to where people are screaming at the top of their lungs as they sing? They are coming for our religious freedom. The pastor came on the news and said it's unjust, it's unfair um, that to tell people that they can protest and scream and holler shoulder to shoulder without even masks on. But to tell us while we're temperature-checking, masking people, and washing people's hands that they can't come in and sing to God, it's just an attack on religious liberty. And the same First Amendment that guarantees uh, the right to assemble peacefully and protest guarantees the right to assemble to worship. And we need to pray, number one. That God bring healing to our country. Number two, we get real police reform. Number three, people get real justice. Real justice and vengeance are two different things. Amen. People are upset. People aren't happy. And 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 a big part of it is because people don't want to keep the law. The these these the little sissy and listen, I'm gonna tell you this and tell them I said so, please. I'm 215 pounds and 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 you know. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm old but I'm still ready tell Tell these little sissy white people wearing man buns and black masks on their face going into all these cities causing trouble- trouble calling themselves antifa t- t- Tell them that there's a fifty six year old man on the west side of Jacksonville that that would love to sit down and have a conversation with them' because these people they're not happy they're not happy they're just tearing stuff down, statues they don't even know about buildings they don't even care about uh just killing folk, and, 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 and nobody cares. Nobody cares. I, I started to do it this week, but I'm tired of it because all I get is hate from it. Uh, my heart was broken. We were talking about Chicago. My heart was broken. Not one person in this room, I don't believe one person in this room, can, can tell me uh, last, this past weekend, a 12-year-old uh, young, obviously, I mean a 12-month-old baby african-american child in his crib minding his business from a good family caught a stray bullet right through the windshield caught him in his 12-month-old head and killed him in his crib now here's all i hear when when a career felon like eric garner now i'm not saying eric garner deserved to die but when a career felon like eric garner who told the police, y'all better get some backup because I ain't going in easy. That's on film. Six foot nine, 350 pounds. Uh, uh, A Hispanic and a black woman showed up to arrest him. He laughed at them. That'd be like me and you showing up to arrest this guy. He looked at us like, y'all better get some backup because I'm not going in easy today. We're going to call some backup. Backup. I'm not saying he deserved to die, but the reality is uh, this, this, this brother had, had some history against, against that, 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 that police department. I say that not, not, to, not to besmirch him, but to say that 12-month-old black baby boy, what do you think he ever did wrong in his life? You think he ever stole anything from anybody? You think he ever sold drugs? You think he ever did anybody wrong? You think he ever cursed anybody out? Broke any law in his life. There's nothing more innocent than a child in a crib. Killed. Nobody saying his name. Nobody cares. The 19-year-old African-American who got killed in the summer of love, the mayor of Seattle called it the summer of love, in the peaceful protest in Seattle, one, one woman got raped, Two young black men got killed. A couple others got shot up. More crime happened in that six-week period in in, in Seattle than it ever happened there before when the police were working. I watched. I don't know if you've seen the heart-wrenching story of this 19-year-old man's father. If you've seen him crying, uh, nobody's called him. Nobody reached out to him. And, and he's saying through his tears and his pain, he's trying to get the words out of what his son's name are is because he wants somebody to know his son mattered too. But nobody, nobody called him. I said, finally, finally, uh, no, nobody called him from BLM. Nobody called him from Antifa. Nobody called him from those protesters. Nobody, the mayor didn't call him. I, I give credit to the, the, to the female uh, black police chief because she's doing the best job she can uh, with the mayor tire in her hands. Uh, she, she said that it, she was going to call him, uh, but it's, it's just been chaotic. Um, finally, I, I saw him on the news last night, uh, and he said, I never liked Donald Trump until now. He said, the president of the United States called me to tell me what happened to my son was wrong, and he's the only person, only official in this whole country that called me. To, to tell me he's sorry for what happened to my son. But nobody, no, nobody. see, it, it, it's not about caring. It's not about concerning. It's not about being a, it's about riot. It's about anger. It's about unhappy people. It's about vengeance. It's about anarchy. It's about overthrow because people are not happy when they don't keep the law. How can you read your Bible and believe you can be happy without keeping the law? And I say that to say that when we decided that we would not stay inside the city ordinance to not have church, because the Bible says that the apostles told the local magistrates, when they said, you can't preach in Jesus' name, we're going to keep doing it. They got arrested. They did it again. And they said, don't you believe in keeping the law? And they said, yeah, we believe in keeping the law. And... They said, "But we must obey God more than man." And so when the law, so when they come and say we got to turn in our Bibles, because do you know our Bibles are anti-Islam? How much longer do you think they're going to make mass production out of books that are anti-Islamic? You know our Bible is anti-LGBTQF M J eleven twenty six nine fourteen and why? How much longer do you think they're going to allow a country? to produce books that, 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 that say that marriage is for a husband and a wife. Do you know our country is against believing that everybody's going to heaven? Our Bible is? They're not going to let us keep it. And when they say, okay, turn in all your Bibles, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to obey God and not man. And I say all that to get to the point from last night because, you know, Jacksonville's passed a law now where you've got to wear a mask. And I'm not sure what the law says. I don't live in Jacksonville. But so my son asked me, he's like, Dad, we got to drive into Jacksonville. We live, we live less than a half mile into Clay County. Going into my neighborhood there, right before my neighborhood is a sign that, that says on one side entering Duval, on the other side entering Clay. We're on the furthest west side of Jacksonville as we can be. And he said, Dad, if we go across that, if we go past the fire station, uh, what, what are we going to do? I said, we're going we're gonna to wear a mask, son. Huh? He said, well, I thought, you, I, th- I thought you wasn't into wearing masks. I said, we're going to obey the law. Because that law does not violate the word of God. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, don't let them tell you you can't wear a mask. So we keep the law. Because we are happy when we keep the law. Even if you don't like the law, you are happy when you keep the law. Even if you don't agree with the law, you are happy when you keep the law. Even if it don't make sense to you, you are happy when you keep the law. Even if you think it's backwards and ridiculous, you are happy when you keep the law. Even if you think it doesn't benefit you the way it benefits somebody else. We are duty bound. So guess what the Becker household got this week for the first time ever. They keep me out of Chick-fil-A in Oakleaf Town Center, which is Jacksonville. Tell me I can't get me a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Go to Middleburg. <laughs> That's an option, too. Happy is he who keeps the law. I, I just want to ask you this before we go. Do you believe that? Let's be those people. Let's be those people. Let's find out what God's laws are, and let's keep them. There are thousands of Commandments in the Bible. I'm going to run through ten of them real quick for you. It's the most famous list of the the commandments in all of the Bible, so we can find some real happiness. In Exodus 20, we find what is commonly referred to as the Ten Commandments. And in Exodus 20, verse one, God spoke these words, saying, "I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage." You shall have no other gods before me. That's number one. Say one. No other gods before me. That word before doesn't mean God's in first place, but my family's a close second. That doesn't mean God's in first place, but my church is a close second. That doesn't mean God's in first place, but my pastor is a close second. That doesn't mean God's in first place, but my hobby or my job is a close second. That word before in the Hebrew, look it up. It literally means you will have no other gods around me. Not in front, not behind, not beside, not in close proximity. God is on a list by himself. Number one. And it's not a close race. No other gods before him. Verse 4 says, You should not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or is in the water under the earth. You should not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Number 2, you not make any graven image. I love cathedrals. I love basilicas. I love old churches. But all those statues they got of Jesus up in there, it's not biblical, especially because they don't look like what Jesus looked like. Because whether they throw blonde hair and blue eyes on him, they missed it. Whether they throw uh, an afro on, on, on him, they have missed that too. They want to paint him as somebody who, who looks Middle Eastern, then at least they'd be close, but they shouldn't be having angels, carved statues of angels, golden statues, people praying to angels and all that other stuff. The second commandment on God's list of Ten Commandments is you don't make any carved image of what you think lives in heaven, and let me tell you why. Whatever your view of Jesus is, is disrespectful. I heard heard a theologian say one time, if you can picture what you think God looks like, you have blasphemed him. If you got a picture in your mind of what you think God looks like, you've degraded him. Because there's no way in the world, in our human mind, we could ever conceive of how great God really looks. All these bigots want to believe Jesus looks like them? They, 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 they that—that's the image in their mind, and they violate the second commandment. Side note: This whole visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Let me say something to all you uh, genetic ties, uh, genetic curses, family curses. Uh, God, God went on later to say in the Old Testament that I will no longer. Visit the sins of the fathers to the children of the third and the fourth generation, but the father shall stand for his own sins, and the children shall stand for their own sins. All right, so don't get all freaked out about genetic ties. Number, verse 6, showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. It's important that we keep God's commandments. Verse 7 says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless. Who takes his name in vain. Commandment number three. Don't take the name of the Lord God in vain. That's not just saying GD. Using God's name loosely. Using God's name jokingly. Using God's name mockingly. Using God's name without love, fear, adoration, and reverence. tell you something. Rid your mouth and rid your mind. Forbid your children... I, I hear people, oh, God, oh, God, Mom, that is taking the name of the Lord, our God, in vain. That shows our God no respect. Oh, my God. These, these, these Listen, If please tell all these Middleburg people. I, I, I've been to that Chick-fil-A in Middleburg. I want to give them a class on speech. You got all these women, all these little teenage girls in there whose daddies talk just like me country is a chicken foot (laughs) and they fake this California accent because they heard on somebody on TV talking through their nose Uh, listen if you got a daughter right now in middle school high school maybe elementary school uh don't let her come home because Becky said oh my god oh my god oh my god she's so cute oh she's so cute (laughs) but I put a foot somebody's neck Nobody's cute. I'm a God. How many syllables you going to blaspheme God with in a three-letter word? Get that out of your mouth. Get that out of your children's mouth. You will not be happy invoking the name of the Lord God verbally without love, fear, adoration, and reverence. Be careful how you say the name of the Most High God. Because he hears everything. Oh my gosh. Would be much better for you. You keep God's name out of your mouth. Unless you're worshiping it. You cannot be happy walking around saying. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is not kindness. To the God who died for us. So we could have heaven. Can't be happy. Not keeping God's commandments. Verse 8. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. You want to be happy, you got to keep the Sabbath. Now let me tell you about keeping the Sabbath, because this is the one out of the ten that people struggle with, and I'm going to fix you for it today. It's why we all need to come to church to be instructed, to learn things that we don't know, and to be reminded of things that we do know. Well, I'll just ask nice Wednesday night Bible study. Why don't we keep the Sabbath anymore? We, we what day is the Sabbath? Saturday. Do we still work on Saturday? Do we cut our grass on Saturday? Do we go to restaurants on Saturday? Why don't we keep the Sabbath anymore? We do keep the Sabbath. Because the greater revelation that Jesus gave us in the New Testament, He said, I am the Sabbath, rest in me. We keep the Sabbath, we remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy because that is the day that Jesus made Himself known to the world and He's still holy to all His children. Don't think as you go outside and cut your grass on Saturday that you are breaking the Sabbath. Jesus said he is the eternal Sabbath, and we rest in him. So we're still resting on the Sabbath day. God didn't do away with the Sabbath. He gave his son to be our Sabbath. Verse 9, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath. The Lord your God in it you shall do no work, nor your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates if jesus had not revealed himself as the sabbath that we rest in we would not be cutting grass on saturday and we would not be having church work day on saturday we would be keeping the sabbath the same way we keep these other nine commandments we keep the sabbath if we rest in jesus do you understand that verse 11 uh it says for in six days the Lord made the heaven, earth, and sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Verse 12, honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Fifth commandment, honor your father and mother. I tell you all on Mother's Day, on Father's Day, this is why teenage suicide is at an all-time high. This is why teenage incarceration is at an all-time high. This is why family difficulty, runaways, at an all-time high. This, this is why kids making bad grades when they're smart enough to make good grades at an all-time high because they will not honor their mother and father. God said you got to keep his law to be happy. You don't, uh, Listen, this don't mean we agree with everything mom and daddy say. This don't even mean we do everything mom and daddy said. They won't tell us to do something whack and crazy that don't go along with God. We just tell them, you know, I respect you, but I got Christian values. You can honor somebody and still disagree with them. Can you believe that? I believe some of y'all believe that. That's why you're still here. I don't agree with everything you think. You don't agree with everything I think. We can still honor each other. You need to honor Mom and daddy. One day they'll be gone. You wish you had. Verse 12 says, or or verse 13 says, you shall not murder. Sixth commandment, thou shalt not kill. Some people, I ask people about their Christianity, they're like, well, I never killed anybody. I'm like, really? Well, let's examine that because maybe you never killed anybody based on your concept of killing. But biblically, the God who said thou shalt not kill said that if you thought about killing them in your heart, you're guilty of killing them i got to keep that in mind when I'm on Blanding. God don't want us to be killing people, not with our words, not with our thoughts, and not taking their life. This stuff that's going on, and listen, hear me good. It shouldn't matter more to you if a cop does it, if an Antifa does it, if a Black Lives Matter member does it. If a drug dealer off the street does it, if a random stranger out of nowhere does it, whoever shot and killed that 12-month-old baby in Chicago this week is a murderer. They have violated the sixth commandment. They will not find happiness, and they need to repent. But all their repentance in the world will never fix what they've done to that family. And until we love every life, everything else is just noise. Until they start posting the name, back-to-back weekends in Chicago, 14 one week, 15 the next week. Still, we start posting the names of every person who's getting killed by ridiculous violence in this country. If we don't love everybody, we don't love anybody. And you don't have to love me for saying it. I know I'm telling the truth. Verse 14 says, you shall not commit Adultery, seventh commandment, no adultery. I have had people sit in my office and tell me that they were leaving their wife for, for, for somebody else in the church because they believed God had put them together. Let me tell you something. God never put you together with anybody that caused you to leave your spouse. I don't care how much y'all fight. I don't care how much y'all argue. I don't care how much unrest y'all have. I don't care how much you can't sleep. I don't care how much medication you need. I don't care what's going on. God will not honor adultery. And any marriage birthed in adultery is, is doomed to have problems forever. And you sitting here worrying about that because you birthed your marriage in adultery? Let me tell you something. Give God thanks and give God praise that he's a forgiving God who loves us and accepts us beyond our failures. Amen? But as his children, if we want to be happy, our text verse said, if you want to be happy, you got to keep the law. Listen, men, stop being a dog. I need Jeff Harris right here because I know he know the answer. I can't think of who it was. It might have been Bootsy. I'm not sure. Uh, why must I be like that? Why must I chase that cat? Nothing but the dog in me. George Clinton. Uh, you don't know P Funk. <laughs> You can't get this at every church, especially with a guy pasty-white as me holding a microphone. Stop be- men we have messed up a generation in this nation by thinking that our young men out there chasing women— that My, uh, my, 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 my son, he's he, he getting work in. No, your son is, is, is breaking the law of God. We got a generation now where, where if a young man— going out there knocking boots, he's a stud. A girl goes out there, has sex with a man that she's head over heels in love with, and we call her a whore. This country don't want real revelation. They want their ears to be tickled, and they want to be told everything they're doing's right, and they want a preacher they always agree with. Your sign of maturity as a church is that you continue to listen to the Word of God even when you don't agree with it. There is no way around this commandment. There is no way around the seventh commandment. We cannot commit adultery and be happy. You think that's going to make you happy? You don't know what my wife put me. She don't meet my needs. Shut up. I told somebody last month in marriage counseling, she don't meet my needs. I said, let me ask you this. You want to get her motor started? You you, 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 you you want you really wanna you really wanna really get her to a way where she wanna meet your needs, pick up a vacuum cleaner. Clean her kitchen, wash her car, clean the house, let her go somewhere and you keep the kids. Yes. Say thank you. Tell 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 her the things you told her to get her. To Baby, you so beautiful. I'm the luckiest brother in the world. I don't deserve nothing like you. Are you so fine? Oh, heaven must be missing an angel. God sent you down here to me. Now, 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 you're just barking orders at her all the time. She ain't meeting my needs. She ought to be hitting you in the head with a frying pan. What would Medea call it? Grit ball. She ought to be playing some grit. Hey, a friend of mine did that. It's God's honest truth. God's honest truth. She, uh, She boiled up some lard in a frying pan, poured it on him in his sleep. That's old school right there. Hey, tell you this, he never put his hands on her again. He left and never came back. He kept leaving and coming back, kept leaving and coming back, kept leaving and coming. He ain't been back yet. You don't want want a pot full of lard. I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying it worked. Verse 15, you shall not steal. Oh, it ain't a big deal. Everybody cheats on their taxes. No, they don't. That is theft. Ah, everybody takes a little something from where They ain't going to miss these legal pads. That is theft. Oh, they ain't going to miss this box of pens. They got plenty. Theft. They got more than they need. Theft. That Guardians of the Galaxy movie, when, when they it was expunged the records, uh, that little raccoon rat rabbit asked them, well, 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 what if I take something that I want? And the guy was like, well, then you're going to have a record again. You're going to be a criminal. That's, that's theft. It's like, no, but you don't understand. What if I want it more than he does? It's still theft. No, but you don't understand. What if he's got two and he doesn't need them and, and I just take the one I want? Theft. Justifying stealing. They're rich. They ain't going to miss it. Theft. Doesn't matter what the situation is. We do not have a right as God's children to steal. The Bible says you want to be happy, you got to keep the law. What's the law say? Thou shalt not steal. Verse 16. You should not bear false witness against your neighbor. This encompasses a couple things, and I'm out of time, so I'll be quick. Lying and shading the truth. Well, you know, I ain't trying to say Deacon Dixon is, you know, selling drugs on the side, but seemed like he got a lot of money. I mean, he did just get a, nine, a new truck. He ain't working. And like he got a job, I mean, you know, retired. I'm just saying. I, I'm not saying he's a thief. I ain't even saying he sells drugs. He doesn't. He's still getting rewarded for the 30-plus years he worked for this country. He gets a check. He's got, he's got a job. It's called retirement. Go get you a 30-year pension from somewhere. You you won't feel bad about getting a truck when you want one. And he gave his last truck to the church just because he loves God that much, lock, stock, and barrel. So don't get your mind wrong. We cannot lie about people, lie on people, or even shade. That's bearing false witness. You know what? I'm, not, I, I'm just not sure how much longer Shannon's going to keep coming to church. Well, you just throwing shade on Shannon. Where do you get that from? Well, you know, you know, you know. No, I don't know. I know you're bearing false witness. You got no proof to your statement. You're just making up stuff, throwing shade on folks. Well, you might not be lying. Well, I'm not lying, but I, uh, uh, here, here it is. I think I heard. You think You heard? What somebody might have said, they might have said, don't bear false witness on nobody. Don't lie on nobody. Don't try to make it, don't shade the truth to where it might look like a lie. Don't leave out pertinent facts and information that cause people to think one way. Truth the truth anyhow. And number 17, I'm done to catch all is this. Because you might say, I ain't done none of those. Okay, well, let's get into the last one. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Covet is to want something so much that somebody else has because you don't have it. And this is the heart of these violent protesters. This is the heart Of these fascist Antifa group, so funny, they name their name Antifa when they are the fascists of the the modern age. Fascism shouts down the opposing voices so they won't be heard. Watch what they do. Fascism uses violence to silence opposition. These people walking around, I wish, now see, me personally, I'm not going to wear a MAGA hat because I don't roll like that. But if I had a MAGA hat on, and somebody, especially one of these little 130-pound sissy Antifa white man bun wearing hoodie everywhere they go in 95-degree weather, punks would walk up and slap a hat off me in a restaurant, throw a milkshake in my face in a restaurant. Y'all better pray. I've been in prayer that day. You're going to bail me out with church money. That's fascism. That is forcibly trying to silence your opponent's point of view. America was a cool country when we could agree to disagree. Now we got people trying to think, "Well, I'm going to do violence because I don't agree with you. You coveting. Saw some woman on TV the other day said, it ain't right for so many to have so much when so little have so few. I got a word for you, a Bible word for you. Coveting. Why do you care how much somebody's got? Man, it just ain't right. It ain't right. It just ain't fair. It ain't fair. It just ain't fair. Elder Jimmy got that big house and big old land all fenced off, got his own private gymnasium, got a screened-enclosed pool, just redid the whole pool. It ain't right. No no one person ought to have all that much. Got four five vehicles in his driveway owns his own business bossing people around all the time man it ain't right makes more money than his employees it just ain't right nobody should have all that do you realize that there are times where the jimmy's big business runs slow and they pay employees when they don't pay the boss you don't even know what you're talking about now, do you re- one person to look, look at Elder Jimmy and, and say it ain't right for him to have all that much. What about the guy around the corner looking at Elder Jimmy like he's just poor white trash and ain't got nothing? I guarantee you, Bill Gates ain't thinking about Jimmy Rich thinking about it. no one person should have all that much. It don't matter where you are. It don't matter how low you are, somebody's lower. It don't matter how high you are, somebody's higher. Unless you're that dude in Dubai, because he prints money with his face on it. But to want something that ain't yours is coveting. You want some woman that's married, get your eyes off her. That's your neighbor's wife. You want some man that's married, don't covet him. That's your neighbor's husband. You, you, you want something somebody's got, well, I just wish... uh and here, here's the favorite church, church thing, and I'm done. Oh, and they, they were saying it. They might not have said it to you. They, they said it to me. They said it to me, and I'm the pastor. Oh, must be nice driving that new truck. They hit you with that? You at the church yet? They don't say that to you. You fold your arms and make them muscles big. they scared to talk to you. Put that arm behind that muscle, get it just right. They're they, they scared to say anything to you. After, after 13 years of driving the same vehicle, I went out and bought a five-year-old car. Oh, must be nice. I see, ooh, church. Ties must be good. Pastor got a car. Mm, well, yeah. Air conditioner ain't been working in that navigator for the last three years. I thought it was about time to go buy a used car with miles on it coveting what other people have. That's what the heart of this far-left progressive movement is. They just want to take what other people have because they don't have nothing. Because they went to school for six years and came out with a bachelor's degree in lesbian dance theory and underwater basket weaving. Found out there ain't no jobs for that. <laughs> so they, they stayed at college another two years and got themselves a master's degree in in. in, in in ninth, ninth century philosophy, Re- realized there were not no jobs for that either. The intricate details of, of, of the life of the Middle Eastern Ethiopian left-handed eunuch with, with purple hair. They found out there wasn't no real job skill for that. So now they're just living in tents on sidewalks across America, try, trying to uh, occupy Wall Street. It's not fair. That a small percentage owns everything and we own nothing. Well, you got an opportunity, to go own something. It was an E1 at one point in your life. They didn't just hand you E9. You live where, where soldiers lived at one point. You didn't always live on the corner. Getting food stamps at one point. And people in this room that sold blood. Sold blood. And somebody will look at you and covet what you have right now, as if you didn't work for it. Thank God you're not white. they would just tell you he's privileged and it's handed to you and you didn't work for it. Covetousness is at the heart of much of this hate that we got going on right now in our country. So I'll tell you again, equal opportunity don't mean equal outcome. Because everybody started a fence company the same day you started a fence company. They're not still making money in the fence company today. And everybody that went in the military at E1, the way you went in the military at E1, didn't get to E9 and put 30 years in and draw your retirement check. And every story in the middle in between. Stop coveting what somebody else has. Because covetous people are not thankful people. And God said we must be thankful. And all of this hate, division, and divisiveness... It's not going to make people happy because the Bible says happy. Put put the first verse back on the screen, and I'm done. The Bible says happy is he who keeps the law. Here's what I want. I want us to be a happy group. I want us to love each other. I want us to be in unity. I want to be happy for your successes and cry with you for your failures. If somebody does you wrong, please point it out to me so I can help make it right. Somebody slights you, disrespects you. you. You find a company. You find a company. In this country that that is not treating people of color right, let's go show up on their doorstep. Let's do it like Herschel Walker said. Let's do it from 9 to 5 in the morning. Let's don't be out there at 3 o'clock at night throwing rocks and setting stuff on fire. You find injustice, let's fight against it the lawful way. But we cannot be happy breaking the law. These are the commandments of God. And I want us to be happy. There's a way to be happy being poor. Be thankful for what you have. There's a way to be happy not having what other people have. Because the reality is, in many ways, the more stuff you own, the more stuff owns you. So I encourage you today, keep the law. Keep God's law. God's law is higher than man's law. But God's law commands us to keep man's law. Unruly, unrest, unlawful would not bring happiness, and it will not be holy. And I'll end by telling you what Dr. King told us. You can't conquer hate with hate. You can only conquer hate with love. So let's love God and let's love each other. It's 244 years of, of, of bad things that have happened in this country. We celebrate this country's birth this weekend. 244 years of, of injustice and, and, and things that should have never happened. That don't take away from any good things that this country's done. We've provided homes for millions and millions and millions of people. And we've created a lifestyle that the world envies. And if America was as bad as the TV wants us to think it is, we wouldn't have millions of people trying to come legally and illegally every year into this country. And I don't believe there's one person in this country that is anti-immigrant. I do not believe that. Don't think because people stand for legal immigration that they means they're anti-immigrant. If you're anti-immigrant, you just whack out your head because America's a nation of immigrants. But America's a nation of legal immigrants because illegal immigrants didn't keep the law. We let in over a million people every year into this country legally. Don't let the news wind you up to cause you to want to be unlawful. We'll be happy if we keep this law. This is the promise of God. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for giving us such clear-cut instruction. God, I pray that we would have no other gods before you. I pray that we would bow down to no image other than you. God, I pray that we would not take your name in vain. Lord, I pray that we would rest in the Sabbath of your son. God, I pray that we would honor our mother's And our fathers, Lord, I pray that we would not kill, commit adultery, or steal. God, I pray, Lord, that we would not bear false witness. And I pray that we would not covet things that other people have just because they have them and we don't. God, I pray that you would fill us with love and mercy, forgiveness and tolerance, acceptance and grace. God, I pray that you'd teach us to love our enemies and pray for those who harm us. God, I pray that you would let us follow your word. You said if we do what you tell us to do, we'd be happy. We trust you, God. We believe in you. And we ask you to bring healing where there is pain, salvation to the lost, hope for the hurting, and recovery for the backslider. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the ALCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. And visit us on the web.